This is On The Radar. As always, it's me, your host, Radar. And we talk about local and national sports and pop culture. And we're going to get to the news first. little sad news to get to, obviously, always is. Rest in peace to Len Goodman, the English ballroom dance, professional ballroom dancer and teacher and dance competition person, was the head judge on UK Strictly Come Dancing. And then he was on Dancing with the Stars from 2005 until last year. Rest in peace to him. Uh, rest in peace to Diane Feinstein, the American politician who was a senator from California from 92 until she passed away, a member of the Democratic Party. She was mayor of San Francisco. You can look up her whole entire career. doesn't seem to be that amazing to do right now. But I got to get to the rest of peace to Tim Wakefield. Last week we talked about Brooks Robinson, one of the greatest players of all time, the third baseman for the Orioles passing away, but he lived a long life. Tim Wakefield, former Red Sox knuckleball pitcher, passed away at the age of 57 due to brain cancer. We mentioned it the previous week when Kurt Schilling talked about it on one of the many weird TV shows that he's now appearing on because he's not on, you know, regular, you know, TV. And we were like, hey, keep that private. Tim Wakefield had a lifetime winning record of 280, 441 ERA, and 2,156 strikeouts. The former Pirate and Red Sox, who made the All-Star team once, won two World Series with the Red Sox, was a Clemente Award winner, and is a Red Sox Hall of Fame. So I'm not sure if he wrote the book or someone else wrote a book, but... I read a book about him, or his book, about how he was this like minor league player with the Pirates, okay? And he was a first baseman, and he was selected pretty high, eighth round. And then he was told that he wasn't ever going to get double A, so he started developing a knuckleball that made him well-known. And they said, just keep doing it, you're going to keep, you're going to fail before you succeed. So obviously, he did that, and he played really well, and then... Basically, he won Nationally Rookie Pitcher of the Year with the from the Sporting News with the Pirates. And then, after winning the National League Division title, he won both starts against Tom Glavin. And then, obviously, he was in the opening start for 93 season, but obviously, he struggled, lost his spot. And again, because that's how the knuckleball is at a finicky pitch. You can ask Charlie Huff. You can ask, could have asked the Negro Brothers. You can ask a lot of players who threw the knuckleball, like how... Alright, Dicky, like how it just, you know, is challenging pitch. Then he obviously joined the Red Sox rotation between 95 and 98 and helped them win the division title and won comeback player of the year, finished third in the AL voting. He used a closer for a mill part of the season. And he was regularly moved out of the from the bullpen to relief back and over for a few seasons because he was really good at it. And I remember when Jason Veritek was like, I can't catch this pitch. So he had, to, he had a guy named Doug Mirabelli. He was one of the many, you know, special catchers. Like, there's some pitchers like Clayton Kershaw, who had A.J. Ellis. There's just some people that just like certain catchers. This was more about, can you catch a specific knuckleball? And they had trade for Josh Bart, and that did not work out because he was unable to catch it. 
And yeah, so he just went on to be one of the best pitchers they had. He was also in the documentary Knuckleball. Like, there's just... I have my personal stories are growing up and rooting for the Red Sox. He became instantly one of my favorite pitchers, players as well, because I liked the knuckleball. You know, the Negro Brothers, Charlie Huff. Like it was just something that I was fascinated by growing up. And when I would play the video games, you know, didn't matter if it was the computer video games. Hoy Wilhelm was another one that. I just, you know, played at the Red Sox, and obviously Pedro Martinez throws hard, Kurt Schilling threw hard, John Lester. Like, I liked pitching as Tim Wakefield because no matter if it was the CPU or your friend, they could not figure out how to hit the knuckleball, and that was like a cheat code pitching as him. So, like, that was my connection to him was I played him in video games, and I always liked knuckleball pitchers. And then he eventually, when he retired, was a broadcaster for the Red Sox. Now, more positive news. Happy trails to Tyler Clipper on his career. The former reliever finished with a 56 and 48 winning record, 316-year rate, 950 strikeouts, and 74 saves. He was a former Yankees starting pitcher at the beginning of his career. Then he pitched for the Nationals, the A's, the Mets, the D-backs, the Yankees, the White Sox, the Astros, the Jays, the Indians, the Twins, the Dimebacks, the Nationals. Was a two-time All-Star. Once, uh, well, I mean, excuse me, both times with the National. He won gold medal in the World Baseball Classic in 2017. He had recently gone back to the Dimebacks and Nationals on Miley deals and announced his retirement. Just always remember for being that reliever with the with the goggles. Oh, and I forgot, also rest in peace to Michael Gambone, the Irish-English actor known, sorry, he's acting with Lawrence Sylvia, one of the original members of the Royal National Theater. He had three Lavalier Awards and four BAFTA Awards. He's knighted by the King. Shakespeare did a lot of stuff like Othello, Hamlet, and Macbeth, and Cornelius. He made his debut in the film Othello, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and, his, and Her Lover, The Wings of Dove, The Insider, Gosford Park, Amazing Grace, King's Speech, Quartet, and Victoria of Duel. He also appeared in Wes Anderson films like Life's Aquatic with Steve Zizou and Mr. Fantastic Fox. He also gained bigger recognition of playing Dumbledore for 2004-2010, replacing... Richard Harris, who had passed away. He received four BAFTA awards for Singing Detective, Wives and Daughters, Lawn and Two Perfect Strangers, two time-time Emmy Awards for Path to War and Emma. He was in Cranford, the, the Casual Vacancy, the Irish Film and Tavi Academy Like the Achievement Award, listed as number 27's Irish Times of Greatest Actors. He passed at age of 82. Happy trails to Corey Schneider, the former hockey goalie for the Canucks, Devils, and Islanders, announced his retirement. I remember him being a Devils fan growing up, and when he was younger, he obviously got a gold medal and a silver medal. And, um, yeah, 37 is a pretty long career for a hockey goalie. Won the 2010-2011's William Jennings Award, so happy trails to him. Happy trails to Terry Francona. For years, he was battling health issues as the manager of the Cleveland Indian Guardians. And they were like, when is he going to retire? When is he going to retire? Well, he finally announced his retirement, and he finished with over 1,894 wins. It's a little sad he couldn't get himself to 1,900. He was six off. That would have been cool, but he had a winning record. It's only 16-12 losses. If you remember managing the Phillies with Kurt Schilling back in the day, managing the Red Sox to those World Series championships. He won manager of the year three times. 
And it's interesting that he won all three of those, not with the Red Sox, but with Cleveland, where he was there from 2013 to 2023. He is a former Tigers, Rangers, and A's coach, and we all know his career at the Expos, Cubs, Reds, and Brewers, and managing Michael Jordan in the minor leagues. And when he was younger, he won a Silver Slugger in the Amateur World Series. Yeah, he's definitely was the second longest, well, excuse me, longest tenured manager in league history, and the second longest MLB history. There was the American League and became the all-time leader in Cleveland Guardians managers of all time. So like, he's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. It was always a matter of when. Okay, stat. One of the stats of the day of the week is rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud has twelve hundred. And 12 passing yards. He surpassed Andrew Luck for the second most passing yards by a player in his fourth NFL games. Only Cam Newton has more. He's also the second quarterback in NFL history with no interception in each of his four NFL starts. And Rams rookie Puka Nuka had 39 receptions and surpassed Baldwin in his 30 reception for the most ever by a player in his fourth game. He also surpassed Reggie Bush in his 34 receptions. For most, by a player in his first five NFL games. He also has 500 receiving yards and surpassed Baldwin in his 464 yards in 03 for most receiving yards ever by a player in his fourth ever start. So, good stat there. Lions center Frank Rangrow is the week four NFL community MVP after hosting eight grieving families for a day of fishing, games, and a boat tour and gifts in memory of their loved ones. Russell Westbrook organized a mini camp in Las Vegas for his Clippers teammates, and it got him all the new iPhone 15. Like, you got the money, you might as well do that. The Cardinals honored him. They, Adam Rainwright, they gave him a painting. They gave him a bowl. They gave him a guitar. They gave him a puppy because he said to his kid they would get a puppy when he retired. Bad news for the Patriots. First rounder, Kristen Gonzalez and Matthew Judon are both out for the season with with uh, Gonzalez hurt his shoulder and Judon tore his bicep tendon. And Monday Night Football was without Seahawks fullback Nick Belfort. Do you know why? Because he was traveling back to Seattle for the birth of his child. So congratulations to him. The Bears have said that Claypool will remain away from the team as it prepares for a Thursday night football game, so that was definitely a waste of a second-round pick on him. Good news for baseball. Over 70 million fans attended games in 2023. That is definitely an increase of 9.6, they said. And the Angels have now their eighth consecutive sub-500 season, so that's another bad thing for them. And the Giants are the only team to play in three primetime games this season to be 0-3 and be outscored 94-15. Again, the Giants are not a good team. Stop playing them in primetime football. Interesting story here. Malika Andrews was granted a restraining order against a stalker who had targeted her. It was also Molly Quirum and Stephen A. Smith that people were stalking them and all these other stuff. There was a 41-year-old person from New Jersey threatening and harassing on social media and calling her on a listed phone number multiple times the past summer. They showed up to Aquarium's home in Connecticut in search of Andrews and Smith. A judge granted a restraining order, which to say at least 100 yards from Andrews and the others, including her fiancé. 
and ESPN reporter Jay McMahon an hour after his first file was hearing for later, so I'm not a huge fan of her, but I wouldn't, like, harass her or anything like that. Like, just leave her alone, man. The Kings announced their City Edition jerseys that kind of look like they're trying to do the old-school color with blue and white and gray trimming, and the King going... King's not going sideways. It's going up and down, which is an interesting decision. John Morant will be able to travel and practice with Memphis during his 25-game suspension for those who are worried. The Hornets launched the jersey patch with a YouTube and social media sensation, Mr. Beast. It's the first time an influencer in NBA have done that. Feastables is also the snack bar started by Mr. Beast that's also going to be prominently displayed. The Rockets announced Kevin Porter Jr. will no longer be a member of the Rockets, according to Raphael Stone, based on all the stuff. Remember while he was on Cleveland and the head coach was like, man, this guy is a problem? Well, I'm this Bickerstaff dude was friends with Silas, so we sent him to Houston, and it looked like that Kevin Porter was actually playing well and being on his best behavior. But of course, things always aren't as they appear, and he's not going to be with the team. WNBA rookie team was announced. Aaliyah Boston, who won the actual rookie of the year, has Diamond Miller and Dorka Juices of the Lynx joining her, and Jordan Horston of the Sky of the Storm, excuse me, and Lee Mang of the Mystics. Congratulations to them. Luisa Rice has won the batting title again, this time in the National League, which confounds me why the Twins played him in the first game. Okuna Freeman and Yanni Diaz and Corey Seager, obviously, are the others, but Yanni Diaz has won it in the American League. ERA leader went to Blake Snell in the National League and Garen Cole in the American League, while the others are Sonny Gray, Kyle Bradish, and Cody Senga. Home run leaders Matt Olson and Kyle Schwarber and Pete Alonzo. The leading guy in the American League was obviously Shoatani. Okuna finished fifth. Olsen also led the league in RBIs with Alonzo. Kyle Tucker led the American League, while Albi, Albies, and Juan Soto are the others. Wins leaders were Spencer Strider with 20, Gallon with 17. And while Bassett and Zach Eflin tied for 16 in the American League, and Justin Steele with 16 for the Cubs. Stolen base, Acuna got 73. It's led the National League. Estuary Ruiz got 67 to lead the American League, while rookie Corbin Carroll, Bobby Witt got 49, and C.A. got 47 to round out the top five. Emmanuel Class Sale of the American League with 44 saves. David Bednar and Camilo Duvall tied for the league in the National League with 39, while Alexis Diaz got 37, Jordan Mano got 36. Otani led the OPS, followed by Corey Seager. In the National League, it was Acuna and Olsen teammates, followed by Mookie Betts. Most runs scored this year were Acuna, 149, with his, teammate, with his former teammate Freddie Freeman, 131. Olsen was right behind there with a 127, and Mookie Betts was 126. Simeon led the American League with a 122. Congratulations to those guys. Major League Baseball announced that Minor League Baseball has announced a new logo that's an everlasting connection to baseball with four stars next to the logo. Well, another interesting NBA story. Damian Lillard told Blazers GM Joe Cronin that if a deal could not be worked out with Miami, he preferred to rescind his trade request and return to Portland. And Cronin goes, there's no turning back now. So that's interesting. That If it didn't work at Miami, he wanted to stay. Now, a good story here, Saturday of the week. NHL has two women that are coaches. Jesse Campbell and Corey Carvalho made history as the first two women to coach behind an NHL bench. Congratulations to them. The top-selling jerseys of baseball this year were Otani, which makes a lot of sense. Two-way player sensation from Japan, and they got a lot of sales there. Ronald Kuhn and Aaron Judge make sense. The Tatis thing, I don't get it. Steroids, injuries, arrogant, I don't get it. Mookie Betts makes sense. Altuve, I still don't get it with the Astros and the cheating scandal. Leo Rodriguez makes sense. Matt Olson with the season he had, of course, went from Oakland to Atlanta. It's not like he went to New York, but still. I love Alex Bregman, but a lot of people with the whole cheating scandal for the Astros, I don't know, Mike Trout dropped all the way to 10. 
Chandler Jones was arrested in Las Vegas last Thursday night for two violations of domestic tampering. Temporary restraining order is about to be released later today. The Raiders are hopeful that Jones will see the care he needs. His family knows to revolve. Well, guess what? They said goodbye to Chandler Jones. So I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up. Neither the talented player. Bulls and Mavs have their jerseys leaked. The Bulls have Chicago going up and down like the Kings. I don't know, but I like the Madhouse at Madison look with the black and red. The Mavs just have the Mavs are like in a cursive with black and gray. I mean, gray and blue. And the NFL announced that that the commissioner or his designee will figure out the case-by-case for violating the gambling. Violation of the policy conducted terminal league will subject be involved player to appropriate discipline action that may include a limitation of fine, a suspension, termination of employment, or banishment from the NFL. Following suspension with possible upward thing. So betting on the NFL is an indefinite suspension, minimum of one year or two years if the player actually bets an NFL game involving his team. Actual or attempted game fixing is permanent banishment. Inside information and tipping is indefinite suspension and minimum of one year. Third party or proxy betting is indefinite suspension, minimum of one year. Betting other than football in the workplace or while working is two game suspension without pay. Second is six game without pay. Third is a suspension without pay for at least one year. The commissioner will consider if, the, if there's a specific pattern history of the wages that the player's access to confidential information or ability to affect the game in any way, with, whether the player has previously violated similar misconduct before joining the NFL, failure to attend or complete mandatory training on the policy and retaliation. Possible migrating factors include self-reporting, prompt acceptance of responsibility, cooperation, legal investigation. So they're really cracking down. They can definitely be like, we're going to kick you out and you're never, ever, ever going to do that. Well, in the minor league, they announced the Jackson Holiday one hitting prospect. Drew Thorpe won pitching prospect. Ethan Salas won debut of the year. Junior Caminero won breakout player. Pete Armstrong won defensive player. Drew Jones won defensive catch of the year. Colt Keith won best single game performance. While the Armelo Calf Fries were best alternative identity. Norfolk won team of the year. So congratulations to them. And Randy Gregory is officially released from the Broncos, while Kendrick Green is out indefinitely for the Texans. While J.C. Jackson, news came of the wire, was traded to the Patriots. They are swapping late-round picks to complete the deal. He'd only signed a five-year deal in 2022. Giants announced Marku Lucano will have the chance to be the Giants' everyday shortstop because Brandon Crawford's a free agent. And officially, as I mentioned, Terry Francona stepped down. It's official. Manny Machado had elbow surgery, so hopefully he'll be better. Now let's get to some more sports news before I get to entertainment news. The XFL and the USL officially announced their merger as a spring league, so maybe the two of them will compete to get won't be competing against each other and compete the NFL. Matt Eberflus is going to be the defensive coordinator going forward after the, the other guy was resigned. Devin Harper was cut, but he's gone to Cincinnati. Dave Akari, no surprise for the Packers, gone injured reserve. They're going to announce with Tom Brady producing a limited series by the Patriot Way. The Lions are now in control of the NFC. It's the first time the NFC North they ever been it. The last time they were in control was when it was called the Central. Tyler Higby signed a two-year extension with the Rams, so they locked him up. Remember, Crawford's got injured reserve. Eric Guzka's also got injured reserve. Jamison Williams and Nick Rufflet, their gambling suspensions are over. They served the four-game suspension. Charlie Jones injured reserve. And Corey Lindsley is having heart issues, so he's going to place an injured reserve list. 
Connor Zusup. Excuse me. The censorship has been ended to Michael Orr, so that's a really good thing that he can able to start getting money there. Well, Blackwell's, Josh Blackwell's going to your reserve. Damon Abba's going to your reserve. KJ Hamler's going to the Colts. That's a good pickup for them. Blackwell Hoffman's going to Dallas. And Kelsey gained over 860,000 followers on Instagram while his brother got the second highest increase. And unfortunately for the Bills, Travis White towards Achilles, and he's going to be out for the year. And Kenny Pick is dealing with a knee injury, so they're going to monitor that. But that's a blow for the Bills. Hopefully, Von Miller comes back soon. Chris McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 13 straight games, breaking Jim, excuse me, Cherry Rice's record. T.J. Watt, his first ever, you know, coverage for TV, was actually doing his own induction ceremony in the Ring of Honor. Judon, as I mentioned, has a surgery on his biceps. Jordan Taylor is activated. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is activated from the puplets, so it's good for everyone who has including me in fantasy. Tegans is dealing with a rib injury, which is not good. And the Lions-Buccaneers game went from a 12 o'clock game to a 3 o'clock game because they're both have winning rec- They're both have winning records. And Kristen Matthews going to the Bears. Bradley Roby's gone to the Eagles. Herb Miller's going to the Bills. Traquan Smith's going to Denver. Carrion Barnes going to the Jets. Mike Jones is going to Dallas. Kristen Young is gone to Green Bay. Denzel Mims is gone to Steelers. Trace Williams is going to Baltimore. Justin Pugh is going to the Giants. Joey Blount is going to the Cardinals. And now basketball. The Jazz decided they're going to be leading in this thing with the streaming and that you could pay $5 per game for their streaming service, which is pretty cool. Brianna Stewart is the third ever player to have 10-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 5-plus to 6, 5-plus blocks in a game since Lisa Leslie and Candace Parker. While Golden State announced they're hosting the 2025 All-Star Game. Well, that's cool. It's a big-time arena. And Josh Primo got a four-game suspension for his whole issue with the massage therapist and all this other stuff. The Clippers thought, you know, we'll give him a two-way deal. Asia Wilson having 25 points, like, in the, in the whole series and back-to-back games. Second player to do that since Lisa Leslie with 10 rebounds and three blocks. And there's DeMond Summers going to Charlotte. Chelsea Gray announced six most assists in playoff history. And Alyssa Thomas has eighth most assists. Alfred Payton's going to the Patriots. Good backup move there. Juan Toscano's going to the Mexico City G League team where he's from, so that's cool. Draymond Green will be out three to six weeks of an ankle injury, which is not good for the Warriors, but he'll be back. And this uh, Kay Towns for the Hornets is going to be out due to personal reasons. While Drew Holiday was barely on the Portland trip, he got traded for Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, a first-round pick swap, and another first-round pick. I feel like Portland got way more for Drew Holiday than they got Damian Lillard. They got Robert Williams and healthy. He's a good center. Malcolm Brogdon could be traded for more assets, but he's a good combo guard. And then you get multiple picks. I didn't feel like you got enough for Damian Lillard, so I think that's pretty cool that they went and got a lot for just Drew Holiday, who's like not the youngest. Reggie Bullock was cut, but then went to Houston. So Damian Lee is out indefinitely with a knee injury. And Cameron Payne signed with the Bucks, So he's going to be on a playoff team no matter what after being cut by the Suns. And then got traded, obviously, excuse me, to the Spurs and got traded. But the point is, Drew Holiday got a lot. And he's going to Boston to play with Tatum and and Will, and uh, and Jalen Brown. So that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Because then they're really... Front court heavy. I mean, back court heavy. I don't know what they're going to do front court wise. I don't really have confidence in Przingis. 
Now Alyssa Thomas moved to sixth all-time in recent weeks. Malik, and Mark Jackson, as we talked about last week, is officially announced to work as a broadcaster for the Knicks on MSG to reunite him with Mike Breen. And you know what? That makes sense because they actually played for the Knicks. Dwanner Bonner is the fourth most points in playoff history. Congratulations to her. Durant, Seth Curry, and Bam Adebayo announced they want to play for the Olympics next year, which is good. Devin Vessel, the Spurs, got a 5-year, 140-style extension with the Spurs. That's kind of a lot. I don't know why I wrote Justin Herbert as a fractured finger. That kind of goes with football. A's officially lost the most games since they moved to Oakland in 96-8 with over 100-plus losses. Lindor ended the year with a 30-30 season. Congratulations to him. Atlanta has clinched the home field for the whole playoffs. So Lincoln got a 40-70 season. 200 Ks in his rookie season for Cody Senga, which is pretty nice. Padres are going to keep Bob Melvin and AJ Perler, but they announced that they were going to keep the Giants. They were like, we're going to keep Zadi and Kepler, but they still fired him. Orioles announced they're going to wear the Brooks Robinson number five patch going forward this season in the playoffs, but can they wear it next year? They also announced a 30-year lease with Camden Yards, so that's not going anywhere. And they were American League champion. Olsen had 136 RBI, single single record for the Braves. 100 wins for the Orioles, the most since 1980. Los Angeles had four players with RBIs, most they ever had with Mookie, Freddie, Max, and JD. Miguel Cabrera is going to be a specialist with the Tigers next year, which is good for them. And as I mentioned, Gabe, Gabe Kapler, they announced a few weeks ago, oh, his job is safe. Well, they fired him, so he's now there. And the Mets, uh, they fired Buck Showalter. They hired a new Jamie Davis Stearns, the whole, oh, they mutually parted ways. I don't believe that. Charlie Blackman's on a one-year extension because he's, he's a Colorado Rockies, nowhere else from the goal. There's Nick Crowell and Brad Meter. One went up from GM to president. The other one from assistant GM to GM for the Reds. Felix Bautista, unfortunately, had Tommy John surgery. So he's going to be out all of next year, but they signed him to an extension. And, uh, yeah, so the Astros, the D-backs, and the Blue Jays, and the Texas Rangers Marlins all made it. While Strider had the most Ks in Atlanta Braves history, passing John Smoltz with 277-plus. Kyle Tucker got a 30-30 season. Congratulations to him. Harper was fined 5000 for throwing his helmet. The 307 home runs for the Atlanta Braves tied a record for the most in a season. Angels have fired Nevin, which obviously made sense. They signed him to a one-year deal. He was, like, floating out there, and, like, it's not his fault the team bad. It's the ownership. It's the front office. They don't know what they're doing, and it made sense that he was going to be fired. Sucks, because I like him as a player. And, of course, Aaron Boone, we thought he was going to be fired, but he's staying somehow. Rich Hill says he intends to play next year, but it won't play till midway through the season. And a torn labrum is what Adam Rainwright said he was pitching through before he got his 200 career win. So that's pretty, pretty darn expensive. And the Astros won the American League Central, uh, the, uh, the Nash, American League West officially. So let's get to some industry news. Woody Harrelson and Circus are going to star in the comedy. Stage comedy, Ulster American. Ariane Blake, Rose Leslie, and Toby Jones are going to be in the podcast series, The Salvation. Bewitched, Stuart Little, Wheel of Fortune. Kids series set for this thing called Mitcom, while Stars on Wheels is coming back. Musical workshop adds F. Murray, Abraham, Melody, Butonina White to Christian Chenoweth one. And Got to Get Out, Contestants Living in a Mansion series is coming. There's going to be a documentary about a couch surfing predator. I don't know if that's something you want to do. 
Rock and Roll Inductions are moving from HBO to Disney Plus. I don't have either streaming. Warrior Mato Sushi Master is moving from season two at Roku. Toby Jones is going to be in Ruth. America Talent was renewed for season 19 with all the judges and hosts returning. Makes sense. The Daily Show announced they're going to be returning in October with Skesso, but they'll get a new host next year in 2024. Christy Daventow is out. While Raw Royals Ruse. Uh, Ohio is going to be going to Freeform with Sasha Reed and Midnight Order as well. John Cena and Davis and uh, Viola Davis and the Blue Beetle actor are they're going to continue to be in DC projects going forward. So we'll see more Peacemaker and more of, you know, Amanda Waller. And Danny Glover is going to be in this Naughty or Nice thing. Last right in was new for season six. AMC announced a cheaper ad-supported streaming service for AMC Plus. While I heard Ringle Jingle Bash, which was on the CW for all these years, is moving to ABC. Aerosmith has officially canceled their tours for the rest of the year because of their fractured larynx. The way the dude screams and shouts when he sings, it kind of makes sense. SpongeBob renewed for 15 season. I didn't know 15 is a low number unless they're showing like 100, 200 episodes a season. I don't get it. This Ali Dobby suffers heart attack, cancels tour. Grey's Anatomy, all of... Uh, 911, Abbott Elementary, NCAS, Yellow Jackets. They announced some of those writers are back, so those are good for that. Boy Band documentary about new kids and Backstreet Boys coming to Paramount. Demi Lovato is going to do a holiday special. Um, the New Year's Eve, like Bash in Nashville, announced Thomas Rhett and Leonard Skinner are going to be performing. High Potent Cal is coming in 2024. The High Potent, excuse me, the comedy is going to be moving to, I mean, excuse me, High Potential is going to be officially coming in fall of 24, while the biggest news that I have that is in the industry is they stupidly decided to cancel Home Economics. Remember how I was saying we were waiting and 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 waiting. So they're going to determine when are they going to make decisions on FBI's rookie Fed spinoff what they're going to do with the spinoff of The Good Doctor with The Good Lawyer, like all this stuff. And Home Economics was officially canceled, which really pisses me off because it was like a lot of shows. The first season wasn't the best season, but it actually got better and better and better. I thought, you know, this is above average with stupid Goldbergs on the air and, you know, the Connors. And there was just some bad sitcoms that were on ABC. I'm like, you know what? They could do with a much better sitcom. Like, this show was pretty good, and I was like, it should be renewed. And, of course, it got renewed, and season two got better. Season three even got better. And I was like, that is good. But, of course, they decided, yeah, we're going to cancel it after they dropped the bombshell of they have a long-lost sister. So that's where I'm a little bit annoyed because the show is about Topher Grace being the narrator. He's in the middle class, and he's writing books about his family because he had one book that did well, and he's trying to – Come up with a second book. His younger brother seems stupid. Totaro, Jimmy Totaro, but he's like an investor with money. He's got all the money. He's a single father. Then he got the sister from Bluff City Law, or whatever it was called. She's lesbian. She's married to Samir Zamata. They adopted two kids, and they're like poor and they're living in an apartment, and they're like teachers and things like that. And like they got to deal with how they have different economical statuses. And I thought it was pretty cool. You know, Nora Dunn was funny as the mother. 
and the father was pretty funny. They've had some cool guest stars over the years. Like, I was like, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so obviously I'm just like, okay, the show was funny. My room, ex-roommate watched it with me and he thought it was pretty funny. He sat down and saw me watch the show Not Dead Yet with Gina Rodriguez. And he was like, I don't know, it's not really that funny. And I'm like, you know what? I agree with you. But that show got really quickly to renew it. And I was like, why would you quickly go renew the show when it was, eh, you could have, like, waited till the end of the season to make a termination with the writer strikes and the actor strike. That could have been a show of casualty because the show wasn't that good. But they're like, nah, we're going to wait on home economics, but rush to renew Not Dead Yet. And right now, after they cancel Wonder Year, all you got left is, home, is, is literally Abbott Elementary. Goldberg's miraculously, finally, and the Connors are still on the air. And you're just like, what is left? Like, for real, what is left on the air for any of these shows because literally it's just the dumb Connors and Abbott Elementary and Stupid Not Dead yet. There's no other comedies that are on the air for that channel. So it's whatever. As always, On the Radar is the YouTube channel, movie reviews and baseball observations. On the Radar Media.com is my website. On the Radar Team Blog is my Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter. Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Blogger, Radar 4428 for the most part, Apple, Google, or Spotify, whatever you get there. We always talk about local and national sports and pop culture. Happy trails, everyone, and retire. Heal up everyone who's dealing with some illnesses and diseases and issues. Um, happy, uh, rest in peace, everyone who passed away. As always, you can get my podcast anywhere. Name is Radar. It's always on the radar. This was episode 213. Remember, check out Radar's Morning Morning Quarterback for the first four weeks of the NFL season, the Steve Harville Tribute Podcast. Like, all that is out there for everyone to listen to, along with my Off the Radar podcast about Boston. Thanks for listening on the Radar 213. For On the Radar, I'll see you guys next time.